Hello and welcome back to day two of the Energy Exports Conference here in Aberdeen. And we're back with the man himself, Stuart Broadley of the EIC. Stuart, we're on to well, a buzzing day two, but towards the conclusion of the conference now, just talk to us about your thoughts regarding that and uh, how would you characterise, I guess, the success of this conference versus perhaps previous ones? Yeah, thank you. Actually, I would say that this conference, uh, from all the people I've spoken to, has been a great success. It's good, isn't it, to get back to very focused, high quality events uh, with a real buzz. And I think that's uh, everybody I've spoken to feels like this has been an event where opportunities are at the center. And so many people I've spoken to are saying there's an amazing amount of leads. I actually uh, gave one company an order. It's very unusual to get to the point where there's even orders coming out of these sorts of events. Wow. Uh, so it's real activity, this real opportunity, and a lot of people feeling like, yeah, this is, a, this is a time, a unique time. And this is a little bit of what I'm struck by right now with this sort of uh, energy environment we're in. I've never seen a market like this. I've said this before, I'm still struck by it, where every sector, every energy sector, whether it's renewables or hydrogen or carbon capture, whether it's nuclear and whether it's oil and gas, Every sector is busy, but also every country of the world is active in those sectors. They all, each country has a different view of what's the right technology for them, but every country in the world is busy, every energy sector is busy. You put it all together, you get companies that are like the companies that have come here that are all busy, maybe as busy increasingly as they've ever been. There are still challenges though, and I think it's fair to say that through the event, there's an amazing amount of opportunities and revenues are growing fast, but there are still challenges around really taking advantage of things like the energy transition where some of those technologies are delayed and there are challenges around making as much money as companies would like to make uh, because of things like cost inflation, because of things like shortages of resources and people to execute on the work. But I say overall as an event, we're delighted. Uh, remember, this event is pretty unique because it has two objectives. And I think other events tend not to be quite so focused on these two. First one is bringing the world's best project decision makers to Aberdeen, uh, the energy hub of Europe, arguably. Uh, and we're so lucky to have had so many inward delegations from around the world come here to this event. And I do want to do a big shout out to Aramco Europe, who really have brought their whole senior team, the whole procurement team here, dedicated one-to-one -one area, uh, and uh, you know, with a couple of hundred one-to-ones happening and their CEO kindly coming over and doing a keynote speech as well. But we've been lucky to have so many companies come here to present on those projects. You talked about Aberdeen being potentially the, Euro the energy capital of Europe. I'm, I'm sure Scandinavia will have something to say about that. But nonetheless, what you talked about Aramco, you've got, had some other big players here as well. What does it say about the expertise that sits here in Aberdeen and the demand globally for that expertise? Yeah, because that's the second objective of this event. If the first is to bring all the major project opportunities here, so it's more convenient for companies to develop new export markets, new relationships, new friendships, that's the second objective, is to then showcase the incredible energy supply chain we have in the UK. And of course, particularly in Northeast Scotland, where there's a real focused group of companies, hundreds of companies uh, with, with 50 years of experience, many of them, uh, in, in oil and gas around the world. And whenever you go around the world, you know that Scotland, UK as a whole, and particularly Scotland, has created a global impression because wherever you go in oil and gas terms, you'll meet Scots 
who are active there, who are living there, working there, have been for 10, 20 years. And isn't that one of the ways to think about how to ensure the transition happens from Scotland is those people, if they can then lead the, the transition charge around the world using their oil and gas knowledge developed here, taken to the world and then applied as transition knowledge, transition contracts using existing relationships with all of those customers around the world who themselves are transitioning, kind of feels more doable, doesn't it? So it's using not just the expertise, but also the relationships and the global network we have to drive the transition. I think sometimes that's a bit missed by policymakers who are thinking it's different people that are going to do the transition. No, it's the same people that are going to do it. We talked yesterday a bit about net zero, um, and there's been obviously a few themes drawn out over the course of the yeah. sessions. But just w when you think about what's the theme of this conference been, if you could crystallize one element of it, it's probably a pretty tough question, but is there anything that comes to mind? Oh no, the theme of this conference is very clear. It's called the Energy Exports Conference for a reason. The theme of this event is to drive more trade more relationships and ultimately more business friendships around the world to ensure that all the opportunities around the world are taken advantage of as much as possible by British companies. What has also come out though when we've been really pushing that through the, the structure of this event which is amazing presentations by developers and operators and not just if we have many IMA delegations come and present we've also had about a dozen tier one EPCs presenting on all their opportunities as well. But there's a kind of underlying theme throughout, which is there are more and more concerning delays in some of these most exciting new energy transition technologies. We all want to have a successful net zero outcome. I think anybody you speak to here would say, we really, really want to do everything we can to deliver that. But there are more and more things that are, I would say generally worrying people in the industry and also worrying policymakers although they may not yet be talking about it publicly, about are we really going to hit our committed net zero targets with so many delays, so many reasons now why the original ambition is feeling, is feeling further away in maybe by a decade than was conceived through the COP26 process. So I think on the one side, this event is all about trade and growth and developing export and investment potential and outcomes for all the companies that are here. But on the other hand, it's having the adult discussion, you know, that net zero is not guaranteed in terms of delivering that by 2050. And the groundswell of opinion here is increasingly that we don't believe that target anymore. We believe in the journey, but not that date. And there's a risk of that, isn't there? All the companies here that are the investors in this technology, if they start to feel like mm, that date is moving to the right for all these reasons of lack of grid capacity, lack of supply chain, lack of funding, lack of policy certainty, and so on, then they'll start delaying when they invest in those technologies and that itself will also delay net zero outcomes. So we definitely think it's one of the outcomes of this event, there needs to be an adult discussion to, to address this concern. Absolutely. Just looking around the show, day two, still buzzing. Yeah. Day one, it was yeah. buzzing. Is this a leading question? Is this the largest one yet? Yeah, this is the largest one yet. So first one was in 2019, which was similar to this, not quite as large, but then we had COVID and that's so that kind of slowed the thing right down. Last year was the first proper event again after COVID. So, but it was only just soon after. I mean, it feels like COVID was a long time ago now, but actually really only ended 15 months ago. 
So uh, this is the first full event without any kind of, you know, sort of travel or COVID background. And it's, yeah, we're delighted with, uh, we've had nearly 2,000 registered attendees for this event, uh, 80 speakers, 251 to 1s, 48 exhibitors. And I think you're right, it is a genuine buzz and excitement about the industry we're in, the type of opportunities and potential that this provides, both in traditional and in the newer, cleaner technologies. You've had BP, Aramco, um, Adnoc, probably too many to choose from, uh, and many, you know, obviously sessions. Is there anything, any of your particular personal highlights over the course of the show? You had a chat with Ken Gilmartin, for example. What, what comes to mind when I ask you that? Well, firstly, I do want to again highlight the importance and the, the thanks that go to Aramco. So this is the world's biggest energy company. And for them to choose this event and the UK to bring their whole team to, to learn about and try and generate more interest from the UK supply chain to work with them in a year where they've highlighted that this is the biggest capital investment year ever for them, uh, are covering a whole range of technologies, traditional oil and gas, but also new downstream technologies, decarbonisation technologies, uh, alternative fuel technologies. Amazing that they've taken the time to come here and present on that and engage in a dedicated one-to-one -one area just over there uh, to try and get more British companies participating. So I do want to highlight their support, which has been brilliant. I think the other thing I would say is that the, this has been a supply chain event in the end. It is about bringing companies here uh, to present on the opportunities, but it's also about showcasing the incredible supply chain we have. And I've seen a confident supply chain. I've seen companies that feel good about the capabilities they have, increasingly about the funding and the growth potential they see, and they're in a growth mode. So that I think this buzz doesn't just come from a good event, it comes from a good time to be in this industry and to drive the change that we're all looking for. Just lastly, obviously you want everyone to leave with new contacts, maybe even heading towards contracts, but beyond that, um, any one message that you'd particularly want people to take away from this event here in Aberdeen? I would say the, the, the key message is um, exporting is a primary growth strategy that every company should use. And what we know from research we do with our members every year is that still developing a new export market is seen by supply chain companies as, as maybe the hardest growth strategy. You know, it takes longer than some other growth strategies to innovate, to diversify, to go digital is seen as a bit simpler, a bit faster, lower risk, a bit lower investment required. But the truth is, the UK market, depending upon how you measure it, is only 2 to 5% of the world energy market. So I would say the key message that I want to come out of this event is that it's showcasing amazing companies and capabilities, it's bringing the world's market to Aberdeen, and it's hopefully changing hearts and minds to make exporting new, new exports to new countries with new technologies the primary growth strategy of the future. And this is a collaborative event. It's not just an EIC event. We work with British and Scottish government, we work with the regulator, we work with the nuclear renewable and the hydrogen and other trade associations, all working together to try and say to industry with a combined voice, come on, exporting is the way to grow your business. And all the evidence shows companies that are exporting businesses grow faster, make more profit, pay their people more, last longer. So I do hope that that is the lasting legacy of this event.
Fantastic. Great place to leave it on. And congratulations on a fantastic uh, conference, Stuart. So that is us for now, but keep an eye out on energyvoice.com for more from the Energy Exports Conference in Aberdeen. Out Loud is the podcast from Energy Voice, leading the global energy conversation. Bookmark and subscribe to energyvoice.com, sign up to our newsletter and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for expert analysis and insight right across the energy sector. Subscribe to Out Loud on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And please do encourage colleagues and friends to listen to Out Loud too. If you've enjoyed it, leaving a rating or review, especially on Apple Podcasts, helps others discover it too. Thank you.